from Matthew chapter 6. Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them. For then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they can be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others but by your Father, who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Yet even now, says the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. Rend your hearts and not your clothing. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and relents from punishing. The prophet Joel, in the midst of warning, reminds the people of God's grace and mercy. As we begin this season of Lent, each of our readings today point to practices of faith and repentance. This season is the 40 days, not including Sundays, leading up to Jesus' death on the cross and resurrection. It's a time in the church where we prepare for the grief of Good Friday and the hope of Easter Sunday. Historically, Christians have spent this season giving up or taking on spiritual practices as they prepare themselves for Holy Week. From fasting or abstaining from the usual indulgences to almsgiving, sharing additional resources, sometimes the spiritual practice is additional Bible studies or prayer practices. All of these options are part of the fast that we participate in during this season. And we begin that season, the season of Lent, with Ash Wednesday. We begin this time being reminded that our Creator made us out of dust, and to dust we shall return. We start this season of mourning with penitence, with a reminder of our own mortality. As a church, we'll continue this season of Lent with our Wednesday night soup supper and worship services as we look towards Holy Week, towards Monday Thursday and Good Friday, waiting for the promise of Easter. As individuals, many of us will give up or take on spiritual practices throughout this season. Maybe it's in participating with the 40 days of giving through ELCA World Hunger with the weekly Bible study they provide or with additional donations. 
Maybe it's with taking on an additional prayer practice. I had a friend from seminary who during Lent set three alarms throughout his day to remind him to pray for five minutes during his Lenten season. Maybe it's with a fast, giving up something you enjoy or an indulgence that you often crave, like chocolate or carbs, social media or TV, to remind each other and, our, and ourselves particularly that there is more in this life than those things that just go away and be consumed. And every year, as we begin this season, every year we read this text from Matthew, where Jesus reminds us that these practices are more than just for show, or more than just because we're supposed to. That we're supposed to be asking ourselves this question as we begin this season, why? Why give? Why pray? Why fast? Why let? If the answer is pride instead of generosity, if the answer is obligation instead of genuine desire, if the answer is about you instead of about God, then Jesus says we've got a problem. Why fast? Joel invites the people he preaches to into fasting as a way to return to God, as a way to let their indulgences and their self-interest turn to dust as they turn towards the Lord who created them. For Joel, fasting is about going from facing in on oneself to turning outwards towards God. Why give? Jesus says almsgiving, giving to those in need, is simply about providing. He says not only don't brag about giving to others for the appearance of generosity, but don't even pat yourself on the back or be proud of yourself for it. For Jesus, giving is about going from loving yourself to loving your neighbor and to turning towards them. Why pray? Jesus says to pray in real and authentic relationship with God, even if it means that you need to hide away because you can't pray in front of others without making it about you or about what you're saying. For Jesus, prayer is about going from focusing on the people who see you and hear you to turning your, faith, your focus towards the person, to the one, to the divine being who hears you, sees you, and answers your prayer. This year, I won't be fasting. Mainly because I'm terrible at it. The last few years, I've tried really hard to give up something for Lent. I've given up things like TV and wheat and dairy and things I don't need but love for 40 days. And I usually even try to give myself Sundays as a cheat day because Sundays are a little Easter throughout the season of Lent. And still, within a few weeks, I find myself craving a piece of cheese or a goldfish cracker, and I remind myself that the reason I'm not eating those things is because I'm preparing myself for this season, I'm trying to remind myself about Jesus, and I think about Jesus a lot there in Lent when I'm not eating cheese. I recognize how much I need him, but after a few weeks, even those moments of remembering then become a reminder of, as I'm eating my cheese and my goldfish crackers, I really need Jesus' forgiveness right now. This is just not working. <laughs> I'm reminded how much I need Jesus when I fail and when I don't fail, and also, for me, recognizing that maybe there's another way for myself to participate in this season. So why Lent? 
Why do these spiritual practices during this time? Why do them at all? For Joel, the answer is to return to God, to turn towards God. For Paul, in his letter to the church in Corinth, all of this is part of being reconciled with God. And the church in Corinth knows what it means to need forgiveness, to need a victory, like many of us do. They suffer through afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights. I know about that one quite a bit. And hunger as well. Paul reminds the church in Corinth and reminds us that all of those things turn to dust in the promise of Jesus. God created us out of dust, and throughout history, those of us who are made of dust fail. We find ourselves leaning towards pride, dependent on obligation, focusing only on ourselves, our own desires, our own ambitions. We find ourselves focusing on the temporary, dusty things of instant gratification and fleeting joy. And today, we are reminded that we will return to dust. Temporary, fleeting, mortal. And today, we are also reminded that the story doesn't end there. The story of God's deliverance is just the beginning. As we begin this season of Lent, of fasting and mourning and prayer, we begin this season following Jesus towards the cross. The cross where on Good Friday we remember Jesus dies a mortal death for all our dusty failures. As Paul says, for our sake Jesus made him to be sin who knew no sin. And Jesus rises from the dead promising new and everlasting life, promising grace and mercy, so that as Paul says, even when we face the dusty hardships of this life, even in dying, we are alive in Jesus, so that we can spend these 40 days of Lent remembering why. Why we give, why we pray, why we fast, so that we can be turning away from ourselves and towards God instead, towards our neighbor and towards the cross with Jesus so that we can share together with our world, sharing together the gifts we have been given with those in need or with organizations that provide. Maybe that's in sharing together in scripture through the ELCA World Hunger's Bible Study. Maybe it's joining us on Wednesdays as we hear stories of God's deliverance, sharing the ways God takes dust and makes something new. So that however we might observe this season, however we pray, whatever we give or give up, we can be reminded that to fast is more than just to give up something that we like a little bit, but it's to fast from those dusty things that turn us away from God and from each other. And we can be reminded that as we say, ashes to ashes, dust to dust, as we say, remember that you were... We were born in dust, we were made in dust, and to dust you shall return. This dust, these ashes, are all being made into something new right now. Thanks be to God. Amen.